Hi, everybody. Thank you for downloading the podcast and for supporting the show. You are listening to Extreme Restraints University. Are you sure? <laughs> we are recording now. Hey, hi, beautiful people. Hey, welcome to XRU again. I'm so glad you could join us. Um, and this month, yeah, we have uh, Nate and Dixie Comet. And as always, we have myself, Ian Rath, and the amazing Aiden Star. And uh, what are we talking about today, um, consent and uh, pre-existing relationship dynamics. Very Look good. That is, yes, you 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 paid attention in class. We've all been paying attention. I'm one of the teachers. You what? I'm one of the teachers. If I don't pay yeah. attention in class, everyone is fucked. Everybody's <laughs> fucked. Yeah, you're right. Everyone. So, well, I think with everything that's going on, it's really important to talk about consent. You know, and, and, and what is consent? Consent is just simply say, agreeing to do something. And hopefully you're agreeing to do something. Oh, yeah, because you want to do it yes. as opposed to somebody is making you do it or you feel compelled or coerced. Because we, we, we are not up for coercion, right? No coercion. We are not up for coercion. So, so the, the, the difficulty comes for a lot of people when... Um, into the idea of consent is introduced the idea of coercion or the concept of coercion. Um, necessarily, all consent is given in a coercive environment. Um, it's just the percentage of coercion and whether or not people are able to uh, able to or comfortable with articulating that there are always levels of coercion. Um, inside of a relationship, there is coercion because you love your partner and you're doing something to make them happy. Now, it's important to be able to say that out loud and not to say things like, well, I'm ethical. I would never coerce anybody. That's nice. And that's awesome. And me too. But also we don't exist inside of a vacuum and human beings don't interact inside of a vacuum and there is always coercion in play. Now, talking about it is, I think, really powerful and necessary, but a lot of people find it be very difficult because they sometimes feel like it makes them a bad guy to talk about existing in a coercive environment or that, that like at some point they are at um, an evil point. Like if you put uh, your moral compass on top of the structure of interaction, you can be good or bad. And there's really no such thing as good or bad, in my opinion. Well, is there, no a way to, is there a way to stay away from coercive environments? No, you are a human being. You need to eat, you need money, you need like 100% everything is a coercive environment. The way that you navigate it is the key because the way that you navigate it is going to be how the other person ends up feeling about themselves at the end of the day and whether they felt like you cared about their emotions inside of an environment that you knew necessarily was coercive. That so, person in your relationship is doing something because they love you. A model on a set is doing something because they want money. So that you know that they're doing something because they're motivated by these things. And the key is to say, um, you know, Dixie, you're in a relationship with Nate, like, or I'll say Ian, Ian, you and I are in a relationship. I love you. And so I'm doing this thing because I want to do this thing. And because I know it pleases you and I'm okay with, uh, the environment in which these things occur. And I know that you love me back and that there's a mutual trust that's established in an environment that's necessarily coercive where I trust you to obey my boundaries. And right. that is often where consent There you have it, boundaries. So yeah. you need to set it. So when you two started seeing each other, right? Dixie, Nate, you had to, because you're both wonderful 
perverted individuals. Um, but you had to talk about what each other liked and what you were good with, right? Yeah. And we had a sort of a pre-existing relationship of just knowing each other from the industry yeah. before we started dating. So. Yeah. But then what you do in your personal life is different than what you do on set. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But, but, you know, just knowing a little bit more about someone than, you know, just picking them up on Tinder or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. navigating yeah. all of that. But it is funny because, like, the first time that we had sex, it was, like, just a very weird dynamic. Like, I think I completely read him wrong. And I was also like a little tipsy. So like, yeah. I was just trying to be like really dominant, you know, <laughs> like, cause I thought that that's, you know. That was the, you thought that was the dynamic? Yeah, judging just from, I don't even know. Maybe I just had like a wild hair up my ass that day or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, wait, what, what are we doing? And I was just like, oh. There was a lot of laughter, and then uh, what the hell was that? Yeah. <laughs> ah, see, that's great, and and that's one of the things I I I think that um, couples, particularly couples that want to be long term couples, can do, is when shit goes awry, you can actually laugh about it as opposed to get upset about it. Yeah. It's, it's the difference. It's like no, you know, I think you know, at least at that point, it's like I think I may care about you, so I'm going to laugh and not be upset. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I was being like Sir Donley Dom with him. I was just yeah. like, you know. There's, there's nothing upsetting. And it's just, it illustrates that, you know, obviously we're still together like seven plus years later. So we, you know, figured out the importance of communicating what both of us like and are into and figuring it out so that, yeah. you know. So how did, okay, so how did that work? Did you guys just sit down at breakfast one morning or or dinner and go, hey, let's talk about our needs and desires and how we can navigate uh, this weird sexual quagmire of, of stuff. Because there's so much stuff to do in the scene. There's yeah. just, you know, do you like leather? Do you like latex? Do you like bondage? Do you like impact play? Hey, what nipple clamps do you like? Or do you not like them? Yeah. Do you like yeah, I mean, All of that, but also I think it's important to also have those conversations while you're playing so that, you know, I mean, you don't necessarily think of the same things sitting over breakfast that you might think in the heat of the moment, you know, it's important to still be communicative and talk. But you're also, you're also good in the heat of the moment if let's say Dixie says, no, I'm not really yeah. up yeah. for that gag. I have TMJ and that would be problematic. Yeah. <laughs> what happens if um, in the heat of the moment, you as a couple in this pre-existing dynamic, um, try something and it doesn't go as well as you wanted it to go, what's your reaction to that? Well, stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean uh, when it comes down to it, it's, it's the most important thing is for us to both be having fun. So yeah. if, you know, if it's not working, it's not working. <coughs> Sorry, I know that was a little bit of a leading question. I just feel like people who watch the show here, Ian and I say that over and over again, um, and I wanted to get it from somebody else that I know really well um, and that feels that way that has a successful couple dynamic so that people watching can see like what another couple does when something doesn't go wrong. I think a lot of people really panic 
when things don't go well, um, when they find out that either during a scene something didn't go well or after a scene their partner comes to them and says that didn't go well for me and their like their instinct or their initial reaction is to panic and get very defensive. And so I just want people to see examples of, you know, the two of us obviously they've seen over and over again, but you two, how you don't panic, you just stop and you talk about it. Yeah. Um, and change it up and, and keep going if you need to in a different way. Because I think we've all seen people at parties or at clubs that uh, they're doing a scene, something goes wrong. They're like, you're ruining it. You're ruining it. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? And it's like, no, 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 that is not the proper way to handle it. The proper way to handle it is to stop, be very calm and go, hi, I think, I think we need to check in. Yeah. Please, please tell me what's going on and we'll, we'll make a course correction here. Yeah. Oh, your hands are too tight. Oh, you didn't like what I did with your how I how I spanked you tell me tell me because knowledge is good yeah and I would imagine that's what you two do yeah yeah and I just you know just for us constant checking in is just a part of it you know yeah like and and you you love and care about each other and you both respect each other and um, I had an interesting conversation with a submissive the other day who has been in the scene quite a while, but for the longest time, she didn't think that she had self-worth. And that really bothered me. And it's like, how can you actually be in the scene and you don't think you have self-worth? How, how do you navigate this? And it's been very difficult for her. Sure. So it's like, you, you, you are a real person. You have self-worth. You, you matter. You are not a doormat. Yeah. People need to treat you well and with respect and, and don't let yes. that ever happen that people you don't let people treat you well. If they don't, walk away from them. They are not your friends. And there you is an overwhelming them. and pervasive and toxic rhetoric um, that is across uh, gender and uh, pansexual lines that submissives are inherently not as good as dominance. Um, we've all seen yeah, evidence of this. Yes, and that's the thing. It's like, that's part of why I'm so passionate about working on this show with you guys because I, um, I personally have been affected by that um, toxic rhetoric and it's definitely impacted the quality of my life and my play. And it was very hard for me to throw that rhetoric off because it's so pervasive and there's not a lot of counter information um, available, which is why you know we spend hours and hours um, every month working on this show so that we can tell people like, that shit is toxic um, there's no moral compass. There's no real such thing as dumb and sub or top and bottom either. It's a fucking spectrum, yeah. you know, like it's, and, and you can move around on the spectrum and it doesn't affect your personal identity. It's just you enjoying yourself. You can yeah. also assume an identity for the purpose of play and a fantasy character and really enjoy yourself. And it can be just as valid as some bullshit that you read on the internet that you believe to be fucking true, that there's no basis in and that's toxic and abusive and narcissistic necessarily. Um, and I think it's important for people to see that real players um, find, you know, like find trust and connection more valuable than like who's the top and who's the bottom. Like in the yeah. end, it doesn't matter to us. So Dixie, Nate, you, Dixie, you like spanking a lot. You're an impact girl is what <laughs> I remember about you. Um, Nate, when you guys started seeing each other, did you like to do impact play? Uh, it wasn't something that I was as experienced with. It's something that I learned from her, a lot of it, you know, because it's something she knows and, and enjoys. And it's something that, you know, I think of as, I was going to say, um, from, from what Aiden was saying, I think of as uh, 
um, a mutually beneficial, like equal relationship, mm -hmm. you know? So if someone enjoys spanking and you enjoy spanking someone and you find each other, then that's a good relationship is neither of those is better or worse than the other. It's a, it's a mutual beneficial thing, you know, yeah. right. if you spanking and you're getting spanked by somebody who just doesn't care about it. That's not as enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Or if you're spanking someone who doesn't like it, that's not as enjoyable either. So it's just finding those people and, and figuring out what you both like is the important part of that. If you walk you through it and now you like, and now I suppose seven years later, you're like, yeah, I'm a spanking guy. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, because I enjoy, you know, giving her pleasure. So there, there's the key. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny when I started seeing my, uh, my partner, she would continually ask me, what are you into? What do you like? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm into with you because it's such a personal experience yeah. and so we've been seeing each other for over a year now and so the, the all those things have been flushed out but it was very interesting she kept saying what do you what do you dig and i'm like i i i can do a lot of stuff it's what resounds with us as a couple it's not what resounds with me because i'm not going to force you or ask you to do anything that you're uncomfortable with yeah right and so we had a lot of a lot of peer to peer discussions about kink and sex and weirdness, and uh, we ended up in a fabulous place yeah. um, of, of mutual respect and love and and caring, which I think that BDSM relationships or just relationships in general need. You know, right. if you don't care about who you're with, why in the name of God are you with them? You know, so and and you two have obviously had lots of chats about sex and and how to um move forward in your relationship with with what you like to do mm. yeah so how do you broach that if if how how have you broached that in your relationship when you first started um about um either sex or or uh, polyamory or anything is it just a it, was it just a, hey, honey, I need to talk to you about, uh, I'm really interested in gags or blindfolds or anal or da-da-da-da-da. I think it makes it really easy because of the industry that we're in. So we're always having those conversations, not only about shooting. So like, it, we're very like, you know, open to having discussions about that. Like, it's just part of our life at this point. Like, right because we have to do it for work and then, you know. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I, I don't necessarily have to ask her specifically what toys you like, what gags you like and stuff in our personal life because I already know those things because the discussion already happened for work, you know. <laughs> She's already picked them out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't wanna say like our work is, you know, mostly a relationship or anything, but having that has definitely like helped us communicate you know, like what we like in our personal life. So what would you say to what would you say to couples that are not industry based, but they they have to have this discussion at some point? Um, I, I guess kind of I, I would say treat it like like it's business. You know, it's a professional discussion. It's important. It's not a casual thing. It's you know, it's something that needs to be you know figured out beforehand. Yeah. So, so don't be embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are embarrassed to bring up things to their partners, particularly in long-term relationships. Um, and they just find it hard to broach. It's like, hey, honey, um, could you tie me up and fuck me? 
That sounds like fun. And they're worried about, you know, what are you, what are you talking about? No, you, you perverted creature. Where did you get that idea? And it's like, why wouldn't you treat your partner with some respect and go, oh, okay, you want to be, I may not have that skill set, but could we start with leather cuffs? Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel that I hear a lot of stories from people that, you know, are really afraid to talk to their partner about, you know, the kink that they're into, you know, and it's just like, you got to take that chance. Like, why live your life when you can't be happy that way? You know, like you can't when you can't explore your kink, you know, and it's just really important to communicate. I think a lot of people are um, affected by an environment of shame. Yes. Um, when it comes to sexuality, and I don't know that there are a lot of good resources for how to talk to your partner about sex. I think the opposite is more available for people. How not to talk about these things, how not to do these things are more readily available um, than how to talk about these things and how to do these things, in my opinion and experience. Um, I remember... Um, Dixie being incredibly direct about her sexual interest, like when we were first talking about work stuff. Um, and I think that that is so potent and so important, especially if you're bottom-ish aligned, like if you're talking about being this person who gets spanked, just say exactly how you like what you like, just say exactly what your boundaries are. If you're finding your boundaries, say, I am still experimenting and finding my boundaries. It leaves me in a vulnerable place. Please be aware of that. I might not always communicate directly inside of the moment. Like it's so important, even though it's difficult because your partner might not be tolerant or accepting of you to take that leap and to directly communicate. Sometimes you'd be surprised your partner will really, you know, be receptive of your feelings. And, and it's worth it to take that leap of vulnerability to, um, you know, deepen trust and intimacy with your partner. Yeah, I think also, you know, especially when people are just discovering this sort of thing, a lot of people don't know exactly what their kink is or yeah. don't know exactly what they're into. They know that they're into, you know, something to do with it and they need, might need to experiment and try different things in order to find exactly what it is or what things they do like. And you, you know, you need to communicate and check in with each other in order to go down that path, I guess, you know? Agreed. Yeah. I, I think we've all started to engage in something that, you know, five seconds in or a minute in, you're like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to do this. Very <laughs> true. And then you just kind of like, are you good if we stop? Because I'm not digging this. This is weird. Or whatever it is. You you know, is you no. Know, right? Haven't you? I'm, I I'm, have to. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> and, then and then hopefully you can just laugh about it and go, that didn't go well. Let's not do that again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think one of the important things is some, some days that can be something that you've done and enjoyed a hundred times before. And it's just not for that day. And that's, you know, that's an important part of communication is even when you know someone's limits, they may not be the same on Wednesday as they were on Saturday, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that's a good thing to bring up is that when you're in a long-term relationship or even a short-term relationship and, um, you know, maybe you did something on, on Tuesday and now it's Friday or Saturday night and you're like, I'm not digging that right at the moment, but, but you really liked it on Tuesday. It's Friday. <laughs> we don't do that on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> 
maybe next Friday, but not this Friday, because people's bodies change a little bit and, and maybe something's going on or maybe they're stressed or maybe they're not stressed or something's happening. They're like, not, not, not tonight. I mean, I went to do something the other day to my partner and she just kind of gave me that look of like, uh-uh. and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And it's generally something that she really enjoys. But in this instance, she just gave me that look and I'm like, okay, well, uh, well, I'm good. We're not, we won't be doing that this morning. <laughs> and then you just segue into something else. It's like, and because there's no real reason to go, what do you mean? You, you're ruining it. No, no, you're ruining it by being a bitch. It's really simple that way. You know, so I, I just, you know, really want to say that everybody has self-worth. Please understand if you're getting into the scene, you need to set clear and present boundaries. And you, you have self-worth. Don't let somebody else tell you what you like. You need to figure out what you like and what you enjoy. And you can do it. And if you're going to experiment, experiment with somebody you trust, who respects you, not some random stranger in a dungeon. I'm, I, you know, a lot of people do pickup play. I, I really can't do that because I need to know the person I'm playing with better yeah. than a three minute discussion in some crowded dungeon. Cause it always somehow it's unsatisfying and it, and it, it never really works out that well. Um, I, I do a lot of pickup play. Um, it's actually my primary um, interest in interacting with people in the BDSM realm is with strangers. Um, but I'm also experienced, like very, very experienced and much more so than the other people I play with, which is why play typically for me goes well. Um, because I pick people who are less experienced than I am, who I feel like I have a rapport with. But I wouldn't, I, I agree with you that I think pick at play is dangerous in general, especially if you're a bottom because you just don't know. Like there's no real good vetting process for the top that you're playing. What you're getting into. You don't and know what you're getting into, yeah. And, and if you do decide to um, experiment with strangers, I actually recommend against it if you're a bottom because I think it can be more harm than good. Mm. Um, and even if you're a top, it can be really dangerous and you need to be really careful. And there's a lot of research that you have to do into discerning people's personalities and red flags. Um, I think it's a much healthier endeavor to do it with somebody that you're in a relationship with that you already have trust with. Okay. So what if, what if you're in the community and you don't have a current partner? It's very difficult. And I think that a lot of people. And yes, absolutely. Just to just to get some kind of experience, but you're really putting yourself out there a little bit. You're I mean, really you, putting yourself out there. You like pickup play. I not so much. It's just not my thing. And I mean, we have you it's and like I. It's like all gone, I like. <laughs> you and I have gone to enough parties together and stuff that it's like you know, hey, do you want to play with me? It's like mm, not so much. And you're like, yeah, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. yeah. So, it's, yeah, because I like I. Um, can I compartmentalize emotional intimacy and physical intimacy often? Mm -hmm. Um, and I am turned on by the idea of playing with strangers. Um, most people who are um, careerist pornographers are. 
very interested in having very sexual, deep sexual interactions with people that they don't know very well. I also had to work really hard at like communication mm -hmm. and um, knowing when to stop and when to go forward and perhaps doing less in the scene than I really could have because it's not a good idea to find where the limit is because it's not finding where the limit is, is only meant for somebody that you're in like a really, really, really super deep relationship with. And even then I don't fucking recommend that you ever play to your fucking limits because why? Like, that's like, um, finding like, like that's like taking a hit of acid or like 300 hits of acid. Like, why would you take 300 hits of acid when you could just have fun doing one? Like, it's like, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should fucking do it. Um, so I, I'm always err on the side of caution, play and have a good time and don't have your goal to be fucking extreme. Have your goal to be enjoying yourself, like to be connected with the other person. Don't have your goal to be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, we have to get to the cutting open stage of whatever we're doing. Like, don't let it, don't let it be there all the time. Like maybe that's a special occasion thing. Maybe you're just going to do a little bit. Maybe it's going to be ritualistic and it's going to be really planned out, but that should be really, really rare. I think things like staying in safer fetish zones is a really good idea for a lot of people, in my opinion. In, in some ways, finding what your limits are is, is finding out when it stops being fun. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good way to say it. And that's not what you want. Like, why would you want something to stop being fun? Why not just drag it out and like enjoy yourself? Right. Yeah. There you have it. So what did Dixie Nate, what did I what did what did we send you? Oh, that's right. They got a box. You got a box. Ooh. In the other room. I forgot yeah, to grab it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody go, go get Are you gonna go get it? Can I get more coffee while you're doing that? Oh yeah. Okay, I have no pants on. You want to see my butt? Sure, let's see your butt. You got no pants on? Oh my God, you've got no pants on. There's your, oh my God. My butt. Your butt, and a little, and a little extra too, I think. Was there. So, Dixie, hey yeah. baby, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? I am doing very well. I am, I am very happy with my life. You know? Besides this whole, like, you know, we're doing the show on the internet and quarantine style quarantine style yeah that's a little weird but yeah it's okay what are you gonna do ah nate hey man so what 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 do we got well what do we have yeah we have this lovely paddle that's all tangled up in the cord so you had sent me a list of stuff you dug and i changed it around just a little tiny bit with you in mind of course. I think I sent the list for approval, right? Yes. Before I sent stuff because, because, you know, um, what's the show on? Consent. Yes. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted you guys you to check in before you sent her a box of stuff to make sure she likes it first. Good idea. I, I wanted to check. I do this. I think my, she likes that. And in my personal life, it's like She's doing a dance with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a groovy little paddle. That, now that's my favorite ball gag. Yeah, it's great. It's the, the silicone down the sides. And how many times have some somebody stuck a, a gag in your mouth and it cuts into the corners of your mouth? I don't like those at all. These are no. perfect. And this will not do that. So, you know, and hey. Great to clean too. Yeah, like, easier to clean. 
Yeah, because the leather doesn't go all the way to corners, so it doesn't get manky or go through. Remember the old style ball gags? And it was just a ball with a piece of leather shoved through it. So gross. So, <laughs> so fucking gross. So yeah. gross. BDSM toys have come a long way in the last. Thank God. Yeah, it used to be like a ball you would get at the at the at the dog store. And somebody you drill through it. yourself and then yeah, shove leather through that too. Oh, I got a ball gag. No. Well, no, old stuff. The ball just like starts disintegrating. It squeaks. Or it squeaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny when it squeaks. I love that. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know that we have a squeaky toy ball gag, but that sounds like No, it's when they get like, um, when it breaks yeah. on the inside and it rubs together and it's rubber and it, it's like, like, like tennis shoes on the ground squeak like that. Right, but I'm talking about like we should do a squeaky toy ball gag, like a dog toy that squeaks. Yeah. So, ah, 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 that would be fun. When you're gone, you I think if you don't have to, th you don't have to think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun. Mm -mm. So I that is my new favorite writing crop, by the way. What's that? That is my new favorite writing crop. Those are some really big words. We were testing it out yesterday. How do you like oh, it? Oh yeah, I have that one. It's great. Like so it. I've always used the more traditional, longer ones, and for some reason, the last couple of months, I've just I've kind of switched over. And like, no, I'm digging the shorter one because it's the shorter. shorter one is amazing. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, I'm digging it. I'm I like it. the double because it sounds. It's, like a, it's a slapper. Thing. Yeah, I like things to sound way worse than what they actually feel. You know what I'm like? Yes. Yes, I know what you're talking about. So the paddle, paddle, thuddier, right? Yeah. Riding crop, stingy. But this is a really nice, like, it's a little solid, but it's still got a little bit of give to it, you know? Yeah. So, and you, do you like thuddy or stinging? Um, it really depends on what mood I'm in. Okay, so you dig both. Yeah. So that's one of the things if you're going to play with somebody that likes impact play is you have to go thuddy or stingy. And they're, they're, not everybody is like you, Dixie. Not everybody goes, you know, thuddy and stingy, depending on their mood. I Some would, people are uber specific. I would say in between, but yeah. like I tend to go more. And then you like canes a lot. But yeah, which is nice. Yeah, that's the acrylic one. That is That is a vicious little toy. <laughs> I, I know from personal experience that is a vicious little toy yeah i can't remember if this is the one that you guys used probably times ago well we 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 mostly sell acrylic or um we sell a couple of metal cane products um because they're so easy to clean you know, I'm, I used to make, and I haven't done it in quite a few years, uh, my own rattan canes, just because I like, I like the craftiness of making canes. Um, but because they're porous, they're really a one-person thing when you, when you start playing with somebody. And the acrylic ones, and clean it. I, we all have alcohol now uh, in our homes, um, not for drinking, but for cleaning stuff. Um, and that's, you can clean that with alcohol like that. So what else? You got that? You got a cane? You got a paddle? You got a riding crop? Da, 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 da. One of the greatest inventions ever. Uh, and now we have had a few people that write in that go, you guys always use the thunder stick. Is there nothing else out there? It's like, yes, there is, but this is my go-to toy. Yeah, they're really good toys. Yeah. 
So there, and we've got a couple of thunder sticks out now that are um, rechargeable as opposed to corded, which I dig. I, I played with that last weekend. It's a good travel toy. Um, but this, this is a go-to. Yeah. So yeah. So just, yeah. Especially just because, yes, I like impact, but you know, this helps if I want to really, you know, <laughs> like, well, do you, so do you like to be what I used to find when I did professional scenes all the time and even now in my private life is if I stick a wand on my partner have uh, her put a wand on herself mm-hmm. it heightens this the the impact play experience 100%. Yeah. you know and um, I, I even think that if you're if you if you're iffy about being spanked and doing spanking play and you can masturbate or use a wand while somebody's doing it on you, yeah. it may help to get you in that headspace yeah, a little bit. Um, but <laughs> even if they're jacking off and, and you spank them and they still don't dig it, it's like, okay, we're not ever spanking you again. Thank yeah. you very much for trying. I appreciate it. Then now we're moving on. And then everyone... <laughs> what? Say that again? Couldn't hear you. So then you just leave them with this and let them come and everyone will be happy. Yes. Pretty much, because you know what? When you're happy, Nate's really happy. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and, vice, and vice versa. Right. And vice versa. So, can you guys negotiate a casual... So, let's say it's Saturday night or, or Monday morning or something, and one of the two of you has decided that you want to get spanked and come. Mm-hmm. Okay, which I, I would imagine in your household may happen. On occasion, maybe. So, what do you, what do you, what do you do? How do you? Because we get asked all the time, particularly when we used to teach live classes, is how do you start a scene? And I think for all of us, it's relatively easy. You're just like, "Hi, sweetie, I love you. I'd like to spank you right now. You want to do that?" Mm-hmm. But people are always like, "Well, how do you, how do you start a scene?" It's like, you just do it. You just do it. You just do it. I mean, you don't, okay, so what you don't do, unless you have a pre-existing um, relationship, a really heavy pre-existing relationship, you don't grab somebody by the back of the neck and shove them down on the couch. You may be like... I'm like making the fucking... Ooh. Yeah, maybe don't do that. Like, Don't do that. Ever, um, unless you have that specific pre-existing relationship, which I'm going to go ahead and say is rare. Yeah. Um, it's not a usual DS thing to just grab someone and throw them down on the ground. Um, no, that like, would be bad. Hey, how are you feeling? You want to play or like some flirtation seduction and then a direct uh, conversation. Um, I notice that Dixie right now is a little more uh, kind of, hi, Nate. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> hi. I'm, I'm, he- I'm here. Have our normal dynamic around the house, you know, so a little bit of flirtation is, just goes a long way to signal that you, you know, are in the mood to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, better. And emptying a dishwasher. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Dish dishwasher fetish. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, as a Virgo, I highly sexualize the dishwasher and. Um, I have lived with people and our pre-existing dynamic was like the cleaner the house is when I get home from work, the harder you're getting fucked tonight. So I think that, you know, 
anything could be sexual really if you want to make it that way but like yes. that like you said like it's better to um you know set the tone set the mood and then directly communicate like hey uh i'm looking for this how are you feeling about that like mm -hmm. and 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 it's like stating your um intentions and then asking their um their opinion or feelings on it not their just saying, like, i want to thank you let's go because that's yeah. weird that would be very weird. So what was, so let's say it's, it, what Dixie? And hopefully you've had the conversation about what you want to, you know, experience beforehand, you know, and then that way you can actually be like, all right, remember that thing that we talked about? Well, I've gone so, I've gone so, I, I go so far at different times. It's like, okay, we want to, we want to play. We want to do something. It's like, go over to my, go over to the play bag or box or whatever and get, get three things. <laughs> I'm the worst. I go, I'm like, go over to the toy chest and get the shit that you want me to use on you and put it in the fucking order you want me to use it on you. So I have no problem with that. What I, you want me to do to you. And it's just easier that way to, to kind of navigate, like, let me know what you want me to do to you. Um, and then what, what kind of mood are you in? Um, like, cause I have like, I have an enormous range. And so I've like, I'm like, dial me in like humiliation, one to 10, five. Okay, five, got it. Trigger words for today. Okay, trigger words. Okay, got it. So I do like an over amount of communication before I play with someone um, just because I have a tendency to go way, way, way too far, like pretty much right away. I get very excited. So it's easier for me to ask uh, all of the details first before we do things, before I, you know, tie someone to the ceiling and fucking put my whole fist in their asshole and, you know, and tell them that they're like, you know, my slug now and that they have to act like a slug and like what that means. And if they don't do it properly, they're punished, like all of that. So I tend to just kind of dial into them. So it's it's much easier to, to go, hey, um, I'm thinking of tying you to the ceiling and putting my fist in your asshole. What are you, what are you thinking about that? Yes, direct communication. I was thinking about bondage for tonight. How do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah, bondage and a little fisting. Uh, no, no, or I don't know if there's such thing as a little fisting. Just the, <laughs> just the tip. Fisting necessarily is a lot. Just the tip. You just can't say just the tip when you're doing fisting, can you? What would that be like? A thumb? Fingering. That's fingering. fingering. <laughs> That, and that's fine. So you could say to somebody, hey, if you're a top, I'm thinking about some fisting. How do you feel about that? And they could be like, mm, maybe just fingering tonight. And you're like, okay, cool. So you just finger them and you don't try to shove your fist in because you know that they fucking already told you not to. Yeah, and, and respect that boundary. Yeah. Just respect it. Um, I had a friend uh, a number of years ago and she had always wanted to do bondage and her partner wanted to do bondage. She's like, great, let's do bondage. And I would like to be gagged. And he was always, I guess, trying to get something in her ass is where the problem arose. And so she's like, look, tie me up, gag me. We can do anything, but nothing in my butt. Well, this asshole immediately ties her up, gags her, something in her butt. And she moved out that night. She's like, you know, if you don't respect me in this, you don't respect me at all, and I'm leaving you. Good for her. And it, it broke up, like, probably about a year and a half relationship, I think. Um, yeah. But I, I supported her in, in leaving, because it's like, he didn't respect you. And if he doesn't respect you in that very simple thing, yeah. how's he going to respect you overall? 
it's not going to happen. So I think that it's so important to say, um, if somebody in your relationship doesn't fucking respect you, you should leave them and don't be afraid to do that. And, and, you know, like it make it your mission to find the resources that you need to leave them. Sometimes it's not so fucking easy. And like that, you know, so, and like, if, Obviously, if you're in an abusive relationship, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a functional relationship that has BDSM dynamics in it. Um, I'm not here, nor is Ian Rath here, nor is anyone here to give advice on what an abusive relationship is. If you feel you are being abused, like seek out the help of a qualified professional. This is just our personal life advice for BDSM shit. Um, and for a normal relationship where maybe you feel like respected every single day, but maybe not in the bedroom. Um, and you do have to have like both. You have to have both. And if you as a top are not respecting your partner, do not be surprised if they find somebody who does respect them and fucking move on from you. I'm just, that's like something that should be said for tops. Like be careful about how you treat your bottoms because that's a human being and you know, you should love them and support them and care about them over and before your own interest in anal sex. And in the same context, bottoms need to be nice to their tops and not whiny little bitches. Yes. Don't be a whiny little bitch, no matter what your alignment is. That's fair. Yeah, whether it's top or bottom. Yeah. Don't be a whiny little bitch. It's not uh, it doesn't look good on you. So I'm going it, to, it's a very simple phrase. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't be a dick. All around everybody. So, so Dixie, Nate. So if, if, Let's say, I don't know, it's Thursday. Is today Thursday? Yeah, today's Thursday, and it's sometime in the afternoon. And you were like, either you wanted to be spanked, or Nate's like, you know, my hand itches. I don't know why. It should, I think your ass would help that. How would you go about this? <laughs> like, here you go. Would it, would it be that if Dixie wants you to spank her, she just puts her butt in your face. Like, it's fantastic. It's like living with a cat who's like, get it. <laughs> like living with a cat. Do it. Like, do it. Your, your volume cut out. Oh, really? Hi. Yeah. Okay, there you're back. There you're back. Then I pretty much am a cat, so it makes sense. Okay. So, yes, your spirit okay. animal and all that. So let's, I, I, we, let's, shall we move on to the, to the, we're going to do stuff portion of the show? Demonstration portion. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, Dixie and Nate are going to reset up and we will, ah, nice butt. And thank you. And we will be right back. This is Ian Rath. Thank you for downloading and enjoying the podcast. XRU is brought to you by ExtremeRestraints.com. ExtremeRestraints.com and XRU believe that adults of all genders, orientations, cultures, identities, and abilities have the right to choose their sexual identity and express without fear of judgment or persecution. We support the right to intimacy and passion in sexual relationships, the pursuit of sex-positive education and sexual desires, to help educate people to have healthy and fulfilling sex lives, and to encourage sexual exploration and enhance sexual wellness. Okay, we're back. Um, Dixie seems to have lost a little bit of clothing here, um, and we've widened out so we can see what they do. Um, and then as we were talking about a second ago, so how would you, I mean, you've got laundry now. That could be a really amazing signal for a partner. Like, I would like to do something. I have my fancy underclothes on. 
Or just maybe even, you know, like you said, go pick out a toy. Come pick up a little Dixie. Like uh, we were saying before, like just go to your, you go pick out a toy and like bring your partner a toy and be like, hey, you know, can you use this on me right now? Are you in the mood? Can we? Can we? <laughs> can we? Can you play right now? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's a pretty heavy paddle. I mean, it's not a really heavy paddle, but it's a paddle. And yeah. paddles are finesse toys. Yes. And, and, and you hand it to Nate, and Nate obviously knows how to use this, yeah. but it's not something that you just want to whack away on somebody. No, no, you want to start, you know, at least for me, which is, you know, I think how most people are, you want to be warmed up a little bit. And how would you go about that? Please, please show us. What I like. Oh, my God. Oh. One of the um, best things about playing with Dixie um, is that she's, like, there's so much feedback from her. And yeah, I think yeah. I think yeah. I could not yeah. encourage Bottoms more to give more, more, more feedback. That is one of my pet peeves about playing with uh, certain people, that they don't give feedback. They don't let you know what's going on, where they're at. And, Dixie, yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, always good for me, and I feel like for most people to get warmed up a little bit, you know, with a hand, you know. So you would, so Nate would do that with his hand. Little. <laughs> you know, just get the butt nice and seasoned. <laughs> Seasoned is also the word that we use for when you're not too drunk, not sauced. <laughs> seasoned. It's a good word. It's, it's spicy, but not too spicy. Flavor, but not too far. That amount of warming up. But a little pink. A little tenderized. <laughs> <laughs> tenderized meat. Well, get it used to what's going on and like, hello, we're going, we're going to play with this part of your body now. Wake up, wake up. I, I know, I do know people, but I know very few people that are like zero to a hundred with impact scenes. Yeah. I, I have met the odd person. It's like, no, 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 no. Zero to a hundred. Sure, most people. Hundred. Most people like to start at zero and build slowly. Yeah, I think it just also creates like a environment too, you know? And it helps you last longer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it does. And you can probably it's, it it's like yes. It's like edging. <laughs> it's like edging. It's totally like edging. It's Just like edging. Meat paws. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can see a little red there. Yeah, we can see it. Yeah. On our spanky, on our very spanky uh, webcams. Spanky vision webcams. Spanky, uh, spanky vision. Spanky vision. So 
Okay, so see everybody watching at home what she did. She said, even though I picked this out and I handed it to you first, I'm feeling like not this yet. I want that instead. And then Nate just went and picked up the one that she wanted. And now they're like in the scene, very smooth and very, very direct. Yeah, and very seamlessly and very respectful. It's like, okay, totally cool. Mm -hmm. Moving over to this toy. And this is how you should do it, people. But see, and the nice thing about Dixie is she's laughing. You're smiling and you're laughing and you're a happy human. Yeah, it's like a processing mechanism. Right. Well, crying is a hell of a cathartic release for people. I've known people that have done um, both. Remember, remember Giggles? 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 I remember Giggles. Yeah. And, and she was a friend of ours who I haven't seen in years, but she was in the scene. And everybody called her Giggles because she loved impact play. And she was just Giggle. <laughs> and, and that's what everybody called her. Sounds about right. She was fabulous. I, kinda, I miss her. Yeah, I miss her too. But um, but I've also known people that like to do impact play and cry as a cathartic release. So everybody's an individual. You do it how you want to do it. And it really just depends on the mood. Hmm. Yeah. It depends on the mood and it depends on like how you're feeling and what your goals are and like intimacy and, you know, just like sometimes can come upon you suddenly that you feel like you're going to cry or something like that's going to happen. Um, and sometimes you kind of know it and you, you go for that, but that kind of thing is very, very, very intimate. Um, for me, it's a really great way to process like my, um, very high levels of natural sadism that I possess, um, to play with people who are enjoying their crying. It's how I process that. I like to watch people cry. Yeah. Okay, so now Nate is helping Dixie take her bra off. Oh, is there gonna be boob stuff that happens? Nice. Now, I, I have noticed in my life that there are certain women that like their boobs smacked and certain women who absolutely do not. Yes. But yeah. obviously, Dix, Dixie went here, so she's like, mm. We're not doing any like nipple plants because yeah, you had said that when we when we spoke and then when we spoke on email, it's like, yeah, totally cool. Why would we do nipple stuff if you don't want to do nipple stuff? That's no, not gonna happen. Just, out loud. Yeah, because I like, you know, nipple play, nipple clamps, but after getting the boob job, my nipples are just way too sensitive. Oh, sorry. Pretty awesome. I can come just from having my nipples played with, so I think it's awesome if girls don't like nipple clamps on their nipples. Also, did you know, everybody watching, that nipple clamps aren't actually nipple clamps. They're just fucking clamps. <laughs> I don't put them, put them anywhere. I want. put them anywhere. And where do they belong? Um, on your outer labia. I'm just kidding. Not on your nipple, on your areola, if you go for no. your nipple. I know the answer to that. 
Um, but a lot of women actually enjoy them on their outer labia more so than on their nipples yeah. because of the, con the concentration of nerves. So just try them in different spots. They don't have to go on the nipples. Yeah, men, men like them on their, um, on, their, on their penises, on their cocks, on the, on the frenum. Did you forget what penis was? Yeah, just I'm like, Whoa. no, I forgot what frenum was for a minute. Your trouser snake. These can also be applied to your trouser snake. There you have it. No, I got that word. It was frenum that I was missing. Got it. Your tr your the chin of your trouser snake. The chin of your cock. Your cock chin. Pickle your trouser snake on its chin. Okay, this is where we get in trouble sorry. with people because because Nate's doing Dixie and we're just I'm waxing. So sorry, like you're right. I will stop cracking jokes. I'm, I apologize. I, I apologize to all our viewers because we do do this. We do it in real life when we're at dungeons also. Yeah, so this is not a new dynamic for us. No, it's not performative. We're just fucking idiots. <laughs> Pretty much. Stupid. I mean, it's very entertaining. Thank you. I'm glad you think so that you're not distracted by it. Sometimes when I feel like I can't crack a joke, I will um, try to be quiet. And when I'm quiet, it looks like I'm bored. Like there's this fun footage of me trying not to interject over a couple. And I'm like <laughs> staring at the ceiling with my mouth open. It's super funny. Yes, it is. But so now your butt is more red. Yeah. But, and Dixie, you do look gorgeous on your hands and knees with your ass facing us. Agreed. Very pretty. The profile was good too. Both are nice. Okay, so let's talk about, so as everybody can see, Nate's kind of going back and forth. He's not hitting the same space over the same place over and over again. It's cheek to cheek, different places on the cheek, then a little break, a little, a little rubby rubby on her butt, and then back to a little more riding crop, it looks like. Uh, no, she's good. good. No? Oh, he asked if she wanted to take her shoes off, right? Is that right? Yeah, now look, I'm all up for women in heels and I love heels, but sometimes if you're going to do a scene, they can be very dangerous. How do you feel about that, Nate? Do you want them on? I just thought you might at the bottom of your feet. Wow. Yes, we'll take my heels off then, because I am into that. <laughs> oh, Bostonata? Uh -huh. Bostonata? Both yeah. of the um, both of this couple who I happen to know really well are like both of them are super into feet. Hmm. So yeah, I would expect that that was going to go down. Yeah. Well, the thing about heels and playtime is I love heels, but once you've been caught across the, the the some part of your body with the end of a stiletto, it's it's a little dangerous. Mm -hmm. Don't don't kick them with your heel. Yeah, that's like a. I mean, I guess when I direct porn, I kind of have to watch out for that, for the girls' heels, but I'm also so into girls' feet that I often will have the shoes come off because I like to see the feet so much. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's, it's Yeah, see, that's just sexy. The heels were sexy, but that's just sexy. Both, both. Both. It's like wrapping the package. Yeah, so we got a little, and, and then a little bostonata, which I like that doing. Crop, that slapper crop I bet is great for yeah, I bet it's so good because it's not it's not it's not too light, you know, where it's tickly, but it's not too heavy where it's like really distracting like a cane or something. 
Sit and drink coffee and watch Dixie get beat. Yeah, it's not a bad fucking Thursday, I'll tell you. I've done worse things on Thursday afternoons. Yes, we all have. And now, oh, see, a little warm up, a little spanking, a little riding crop, and now we're now we're to the the paddle, the paddle portion, paddle portion. Yeah. Um, so she has a gag in her mouth and they're not just playing with stop words they're playing with stop and go um, so you saw her give the thumbs up and nod her head which means that she's enthusiastically consenting not just saying that's okay with me, or this is not okay with me saying, yes, I want this. So that's enthusiastic consent is a wonderful thing to bring up because I think a lot of people, when they talk about consent, they get stuck on the hard no's as opposed to focusing on the hard yeses and how much better a scene will go if you focus on hard yes rather than focusing on hard no. Stay the fuck away from hard no trend over towards hard yes no matter what that is with the person that you're playing with like stay in like the yes part of the stay ring the yes, stay in the yes zone yeah don't go anywhere near the no zone and you'd be surprised like that you can get a really heavy impactful like um scene out of somebody that you're playing with by just staying in their hard yeses that's all i do when I'm yeah why would you cross over into something that you knew somebody didn't care for um, because your focus is testing someone's limits and because your focus is um, closer to the abusive side of BDSM rather than the functional side of BDSM. Fun side. Because, of, because you're programmed with negative toxic rhetoric that is largely available in our scene. I know yeah, exactly. So, so I, I like that. Let's stay in the yes zone. Yeah. Let's stay in the yes zone. So Dixie, if for some reason, Dixie, can you hear me? So if, if, let's say Nate hit you too hard, or you were like, uh-uh, what would you do? What would your hand signal be? Uh, go. Yeah, stop. That's good. Yeah. Stop and yes are really good gag signals. And, and yeah. yeah. So yeah. I just interrupted. I'm terribly sorry. So now if you want to get Nate to get, get, his, get going again, what are you going to do? How are you going to get him to giddy up? <laughs> For more, yes. Which she totally will. I've beaten her on film way harder than we were supposed to. I remember <laughs> that day. Do you remember that day? No, that's not even the day. I'm talking about a whole another day. There's so many multiple days where she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, they won't take that footage. <laughs> we can't do that. We can't do that. So, are you going to hold it yourself while Nate while Nate paddles you, or are you going to? 
and we want to lose the gag. See, you can just play with a gag for three or five minutes. It doesn't have to stay in for bloody 45 minutes or something. I just feel like because the cane is a little bit more like, I feel like because the cane can inflict a little bit more pain, you know, like I want to be able to actually like verbalize. I am completely behind that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, also, um, I'm going to hold on to him because he needs, you know, to focus on my ass, not my tits. <laughs> Party foul. Party foul. <laughs> Ooh, it's feeling stingy today. We'll see how far I get with this. <laughs> feeling stingy. Ooh. Why don't we go back to the... Yeah. We can also just go back to the paddle. I'm really feeling the paddle today. Yeah. 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 You know, if you're not digging the cane, I think that's perfectly, perfectly, um, perfectly okay. Sometimes it takes longer for people also to graduate to a cane. You know, there needs to be like more sinking or more vibing before you can get to the cane. It's not always something that can come out in the beginning of a place. Yeah, and just like Dixie said, maybe today's Thursday and she's not digging the cane. For and whatever so reason. Throw it on the floor and you... You throw it back um, in your toy bag and you get to it later, yeah. like next Thursday. So okay. do the paddle. I'm good with that. They use the cane too, so. No, just do the paddle today. Paddle me. Paddle me, baby. Yeah. Because that is a pretty good. That is a pretty good smack. I know that sound. I'm, I'm glad you have it then. I hope you get hours and years of enjoyment from it. I think the sound buffer is cutting in.
Yeah, I think their microphone is going, uh oh, oh, this goes over a red line. Fucking hard. It's hot. <laughs> it's hot. I would like the sound, but but somehow this program's like you're in the red zone, keeps checking. It's hot. I love it. Yeah. You know why it's hot? Because it's real. Yeah. Because it's real. Because it's real. Was that good? Was that fabulous? That that is a very well paddled butt. Red butt. Cool. Thank you very much. Very well paddled butt. <laughs> good and and you know the the interesting thing about it is this is all you have to do for a, a nice loving connective scene yeah right it's like i love you i would like to be paddled and come is that cool you don't have to do three hours of complete weirdness you can do <laughs> 5 10 15 20 minutes of of connective impact play with some masturbation and move on with your day right Yeah, I think people get confused sometimes, um, you know, watching professional scenes online and like, no, we, we have to go for an hour and do all this stuff. It's like, hmm, yeah, we're, we're going to do this. Yeah. So cool. So people don't get bored watching, I guess, you know, people like the variety or you gotta, you know, make it uh, more open for more viewers to watch. That's yeah, well, as we all know, you know, porn and stuff is not real life. No, no, <laughs> This is real life, so to speak, or closer yeah. to it. You know, joining you guys in your living room for a little, a little, a little paddle scene, which is probably close to what you would do in real life, right? Yeah. Like, hi, baby, I love you. Uh, could you paddle me? I would really dig it, and I need the release. Can I be paddled? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So cool. Okay. Well, I, I'm good. Are you good, Ms. Starr? 
I'm awesome. I think that was so great. I'm so excited, A, to have another couple on because we don't get to showcase uh, real life couples enough and B, like um, Nate and Dixie, just so awesome. You guys are so amazing. And I really feel like it's so great for people to be able to see the two of you with such an extensive rapport of sexuality, like what you're, you know, do something in your home. So thank you for sharing that. It's so important. Thank you for sharing. And you're, and you're smiley and happy and it's the way scene should be done. Yes. I agree. With a lot of love and connectivity. Yes, I agree. And so just watching you guys, I can tell that you're very much in love with each other and care about each other's feelings and respect each other, yeah. which is uber, uber important. Okay, cool. Well, uh, anybody want to add anything? I can't really think of anything. Okay. Well, uh, Nate, <laughs> really thank you for so much. Thank you so much for joining us here today and um, talking about your experiences and how you navigate consent. Okay. Really great seeing you guys. It was really great seeing you guys too. I'm so sad that uh, we don't see you more often. We will. We will. Okay, we good? Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye. Hi everybody, this is Ian Rapp. Thanks for downloading the podcast and supporting our show. You're listening to Extreme Restraint University.